Hello, everybody. This is Brent from the Crypto Basic Podcast. And I just wanted to pop in here and prep you for what you've got here. This is one of the two episodes. I'm going to put this on the front of both of them that are about Tether. One of them is a pro argument for Tether. The other is a con. They were interviews given by myself and Kareem during the the Bangkok conference that we went to from Beyond Blocks. It was a really interesting dynamic that occurred in the panel that I moderated. One of the panelists and an audience member were eventually speaking to each other. So those two episodes are coming up now. And remember that nothing contained inside these episodes is financial advice. And as you can tell with some of the background noise, I am still in the airport. So I apologize for that. Enjoy these episodes back to back. Welcome to the Crypto Basic Podcast. Uh, we just finished talking with talking with Sam, who was on stage with me. We had a little controversy about Tether come up, and it came up from the audience. Came up from the audience. So now here on the Crypto Basic Podcast, we have Steve, who was the member of the audience that had the the controversy, and also happens to have some serious qualifications in the space. So. Why don't you tell us about you before we get into the, to the sure. nitty-gritty here, and then we'll start asking you some questions. Uh, yeah, as mentioned, my name's Steve. I am run a family office based in New York. I um, have a lot of experience in trading, OTC, derivatives, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think it's controversial. Like, Tether is a scam. They've had umpteen times to prove it. Uh, they can't. Um, there's some very basic procedures that could be undertaken uh, which they just won't submit to (laughs) he can hear it when it airs it's just fair play right like I didn't come in here yeah so I mean the idea that there's I I don't know what the number is now they printed a couple hundred million more but the idea that there's you know roughly two billion dollars in cash that's floating around um, is utterly laughable. If you wanted a bank to prove that they were holding funds on behalf of, of a customer in a certain amount, uh, they can send the message it's MT799. It's an authenticated Swift message. Uh, it's done tens, if not hundreds of thousands of times a day uh, in trade finance situations where I'm going to ship something to you. I need to know you have the money. You're going to send me the money, of course, on delivery, but I just want to prove that you have the means. Uh, it's very, very simple. The fact that they can't do it or they haven't thought of it, uh, I don't know, leads me to think they're obfuscating or just not very smart. Is that uh, U.S. specific or is this a global process? That's in- Swift is global. Um, there's there's one for uh, the European IBIN, I think is what it's called. They have a similar... But it's a similar method that Tether yeah. has chosen not to implement in order to... Any, yeah, any bank that can send or receive money via Swift, which is basically every bank out there, um, can can do this, can avail themselves of it, yeah. How do you feel about the argument that what's really going on is banks are shunning Tether because of its relationship to cryptocurrency and that they're not being given an opportunity to prove their case? Uh, no. Um, I think that uh, banks are shunning Tether because they've decided for reasons beyond man and God that uh, creating a dollar-backed, I'm doing air quotes big time here, um, a dollar-backed, Stable coin makes sense. The Federal Reserve, uh, they're no joke. 
uh, it's their job to issue dollars. If, if you think that you're going to do something that sort of just circumvents currency control rules and you're going to put USD in front of it, you're, you're in for like a, a serious, serious shock. So you kind of think that none of the stable coins are going to be able to do this to do this properly? Long term, no. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, you know how U.S. dollar federal clear, like Federal Reserve clearing banks work? There's two of them. Bank of New York Mellon, J.P. Morgan. No matter what bank you're talking to, if you use U.S. dollars, it's going to run through one of those two guys. Okay? Or, or ladies, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who. Well, Andrew Mellon. All right. But if you... Uh, you know, and, and if you think that your bank is going to risk their ability to clear dollars in all other cases to do something this stupid, you're just not thinking right. I mean, the reason their bank is some scam bank in the Bahamas is because they've got nothing else to do. I mean, you look at that bank, it's a complete joke. Um, you can you can pull... The Google the, autocomplete for that bank was money laundering. Money laundering, yeah. of course. And, and one of the funny parts about money laundering is people think they go to these jurisdictions where they can money launder. What that generally does is you just end up on a list of people that are banking in a jurisdiction that's considered unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so you really... <laughs> You're waving the red flag. Yeah, you're like you're like you think you've you think you've figured it out. You think you've outsmarted everybody, and in fact, like you've just actually jumped into like the end of the pool that's full of shit. Like you're you're just like swimming in refuse, and you become very interesting. So, Steve, one of the arguments that Sam was making, and uh, you know, I want to take I want you to address this, is basically the argument that if almost like there's some kind of wisdom in the markets that Tether is safe because all of these exchanges have implemented it. So how would you respond to the idea that we can trust Tether simply because it has become such a central role for all these exchanges? Well, I mean, how smart do you think most exchanges actually are? Uh, I think not very. Um, you know, the, the exchange isn't the one that's wearing the risk on Tether if it goes away. It's the holders of the token in their account, right? It's the guy that takes tethers to sell his Bitcoin. <laughs> and then before he can deploy his tether into um, something else, uh, tether goes away and he's got all this tether in his account. The exchange isn't going to make him whole for it. It's not going to happen, right? Um, there was one exchange uh, that I can't remember the name of the exchange, but they did guarantee tether. Yeah, but it might have been Bifinex, which no, also has a relationship. I can literally guarantee you anything I want. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get down to performance. When tether shits its pants, like those guys are going to be like, oh, sorry, like... Didn't tell you, excuse me, but the exchange is not wearing the risk, and I think it's hilarious that someone who purports to be a trader is uh, is, is relying on someone else to like come up with validation when fundamentally the proposition that Tether offers is relatively simple to prove, and the fact that they can't they they can't disprove their doubters is. It just it, it says a lot about what they're up against. I mean, Sam, he says a lot of things. I mean, he was on stage saying, I talked to an auditor from a big, I don't know if he used the term big four, but he said a big auditor. So I'm assuming it would be There's one only of, a few of them that are. Well, there's a lot of auditors, but yeah, big four, KPMG, Deloitte, PwC, ENY, right? I got news for you. There's not a single audit partner at one of those four organizations that's talking to you about a client audit. Mm-hmm. Just not happening. Unless the client signs off and or they're sitting in a room with you, uh, they're just not disclosing that information to you. So the idea that that an auditor has done this and they said, 
yeah, we'd, we, we, it checks out. We'd love to release this audit report, but it's just too controversial for us. That's not how it works. Would that even make sense? I mean, wouldn't the auditing company just be fulfilling its job? It, it, it almost yes. feels like they, they, yeah, it's they, not an endorsement. It's just a verification of a simple claim. There's nothing controversial about numbers, right? <laughs> no, I mean, literally the, the disclaimers on an audit are as long as the audit itself. Uh, an important thing that Sam probably doesn't know is uh, what type of audit was performed because there's dozens of different types of audit. You can have financial audit, which is what most people think of. That's for companies that file publicly or, or if you need audited financials for a loan or whatever. Uh, you can have an operational audit, a technical audit, an investigative audit, a compliance audit. Um, there's specialty audits for construction projects. Like Literally, there's tons of different audits. So I'd be interested in what type of audit was performed, to what degree of certainty, what they're willing to rep to. Um, and you know, honestly, he doesn't have the answers because he's making it up. This is a very Donald Trump. Uh, people are saying, people are talking. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's definitely you know we've talked before about the signaling theory. You know, if you could prove it, prove it efficiently. If you're trying to prove it otherwise, you're uh, complicating things for yourself. There. I'm sorry, I blanked out. So, so speaking of Donald Trump, I had my own little personal troll moment when we were on stage after I after I ended the interaction. The next thing I said was, do we have a friendly question? Which is an exact quote from Donald Trump. And it just in my mind, I was like, that was funny. Nobody laughed. Okay, fine. <laughs> you don't have a highly American audience. Here, yeah, yeah it's, so. that's true. Yeah, that makes um, a lot of sense. No, and also, Brent, you asked if anybody in the audience believed that Tether was backed. We didn't get a single hand. So, right. I mean, literally, Sam was the only person on stage so taking that position. You've, uh, was it Rounders? Yeah. With, you know, I said if you, and this is like an old poker quote anyway. We're, we're professional, professional poker players. Okay, so. yeah. Rounders is right up our alley. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you, if you can't spot the sucker at the table, You're the sucker. it's you. So, I mean, we, we had this bullshit in like 2013. They weren't called stable coins. They were reserve coins or whatever that were used for people to circumvent currency controls, cause the market to pump, market dumps, game over. I mean, just lather, rinse, repeat. So, see, I have a question for you. When Tether fired their auditor, we were convinced that that was going to be the... When they fired Friedman. Correct. Yeah, like you, can't get, through you can't get through an audit with Friedman. Like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, <laughs> so we, they need the work. <laughs> we genuinely, we were so convinced that that was going to be what broke the camel's back, that we even released an episode. And, and yet it's almost like nothing happened. So what would it take for something like this to implode when such an obvious signal gets ignored by the market? I have literally no idea. Um, and I don't want to guess because, like, people... People can stay stupid like for really long periods of time. Look at like Bitfinex, for example. They they lost thirty five percent of their assets in custody. Um, socialized a loss, ran you know, ran it across every every depositor or every client. Uh, they still do phenomenal yeah. volume, allegedly. Um, so I mean I I don't know. I think I think people that are in this market like they generally don't understand risk in a good way. They don't understand what's like an acceptable risk. If you want to talk about, go back to it. the thing that I like about Bitcoin, the thing that I like about certain cryptos is uncensorability, right? If, if I control private keys, I can transmit that value, whatever it may be worth, to anyone who wants to receive it, mm -hmm. okay? Creating something like Tethers, it's totally centralized. If, if it were backed, which I will not concede, 
that money is sitting in someone's bank account that you have literally no control over. You can't go and force them to redeem it for dollars. Sam can't figure out how, despite being an absolute tether bull, he can't figure out how to redeem it for dollars. Um, to be fair, when we just talked to him, he said that was a big problem. He's like, redeeming is hard. You know, he, he was willing to at least admit that. So, Yeah, but I mean, like, what's the, then it's just like magic internet money bullshit. You right. know, like. You know that they're charging 3% on redemptions now. So in theory, it's only worth ninety-seven cents, even if it's. Yeah. Oh, so maybe that's why he's not putting his nuts on the table and like trying to push it to, because, I mean, you know, if 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 you really do believe it has one point seven billion, you know, you should just be, tonning into. I mean, one point five percent of one point seven billion is, it's not life changing, but it's it's hundred million bucks. Yeah, absolutely. And no, my math's off. It's like ten, twelve. Yeah, it's like twelve million bucks. Yeah. And then the argument they made that I think people underestimate is people talk about Bitcoin and all this stuff competing with the government when it's really not. But once you are trying to match the official currency of the United States, yeah. you're playing a very different game. Yep. Because the whole purpose of Tether is to circumvent regulation. The, the Yeah. And, and law enforcement. And it's no surprise that the people behind Tether are like inveterate scammers and like targets of law enforcement all the time um you know so i mean for them it makes perfect sense you know they they because they, they get the money yeah you can yeah. make millions like, of dollars right you can i can they connect wasn't a scam to the founders <laughs> well that's the funny yeah. part about in general ponzi schemes is like you know the 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 key to ponzi schemes is just finding more stuff to get in early on and i mean you know what was Tether before his Tether was uh, Omnicoin or, you know, some other Brock Pierce bullshit. You know, and now he's on to EOS and you could use Tether, EOS. It's like... Uh, they fired him after John Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, the fact that it took that, getting yeah. roasted on John Oliver, it, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's like you guys are literally fucking idiots. Like, don't... The key to crisis management is not to manage by crisis. Um, it's to to get in front of it. Uh, don't don't let it happen. But that's totally different podcast. What else, what else do you want to talk about? Not I want to talk about your beard. Is it is it, is it, is it, is it itchy? natural? No, not at all. Put a little bit of beard oil in there, and it's good to go. Yeah, we've spent many an episode him brushing himself in front of. There's this guy. There's this guy that used to cut my hair. His nickname is the Sultan of Silver, and he has this like. Series and I'm plugging him, but he has a series. Of, uh, <laughs> right. That's he has a plug. This, he has a series of beard care YouTubes or whatever. It's fucking amazing because I'd be like, yeah, John, like, what, how long does it take you to do your beard? Well, his, his was this long, right? Yeah. He's like, how long does it take your wife to do her hair? I'm like, half hour, forty five minutes. He's like, double it. Oh my god, no, definitely not. Just All right. You take a little oil and rub it in the face. It's glorious. <laughs> what? Thank you, thank you. Hey, no problem. Yeah, so that was fantastic, Steve. I think you made a, a lot of good points. You know? All right, so is Sam going to come out for a rematch? <laughs> well, we're going to release this and try to get yeah, together. Well, the, well, I, I, hope I, I hope I get downvoted by the right people. <laughs> our, our audience is a little bit prepped to be on this particular side of the audience. We've, we've had a lot of... Yeah. Are you guys like, what is it, Bitcoin Uncensored? No. Okay. No, no, just crypto basic. I don't think we've even, we've never talked to anybody from Bitcoin Uncensored. But they're lovely guys. Yeah. Well, they're no longer together, but no. lovely guys. Well, we're still together. So. <laughs> they have one bald guy, one big guy. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. So we get the- that's the podcast uh, dynamic. Yeah, that's what we, we should have just named ourselves bald guy, big guy. Did you used to do radio? 
No, but I did go to. He's I did go talk to school. About his high school. Every time somebody asks him, it's like, you "Oh, in high school, I did my newspaper." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, Definitely yeah. a resume point he brings up. All right. <laughs> when we started this podcast, I'm like, "Well, I'm the only one with any broadcast experience. I was on the school news in high school." About it, so. Okay. So thanks for having me on. No, Steve. Yeah. Thank you so much. Right, I really I'll appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.